Welcome to the Science of Fishing, where we deliver the latest reports and most up-to-date tactics to help you catch more fish. Each episode, we'll get into what's been biting and break down exactly what you need to do to get out there and catch them up. Special thanks to Gulfstream Lures, Tackle Crafters, and Black Reef Spearfishing for sponsoring this podcast. Now, here's your host, Mark Farag. going on everybody mark here with the science of fishing i'm out here at front runner boat works with the owner philip mon thanks for coming out no problem thanks for, thanks for visiting us appreciate it appreciate it so we're out here at front runner it's a beautiful location you guys have Thank huge you. warehouse guys it's massive so tell us a little bit about front runner when did you guys get started and what was the progression like uh the the, the company was started on a conversation that mark and i had in august of 18 but we we, the idea was August of 18. The first mold showed up in February of 19, and that's when we started our first boat. Very cool. How big was that boat? 39. Okay. And that was the first model we started. Very cool. And what, what other models do you guys have now? Currently, we have the uh, 26, the 33, the 36, the 39, and the 47 monohulls. And then we have a 37 cat that we just debuted, and we have another cat coming now. Okay. So why boat building is that what you did growing up or no, what i mean i honestly didn't get into fishing or boating well i boated a little bit when i was a kid with the neighbors but i i got into fishing when i met i started dating my wife when i was uh, 16 years old and her father became like my father to me and uh he was the one that got me into fishing and then that later progressed into uh, my friendship with mark which got me into offshore fishing um i before this i you know i owned a landscape company um and, and a few other businesses but the Fishing was like a fishing and boating was a passion. I've, I've had everything from center consoles to go fast boats to you know day cruisers to bay boats. I like it all. Yeah, it floats and it's got a motor on the back. I'm in. I love it. I love it. So yeah. who's Mark that you're talking to? Mark's uh, uh, one of my business partners. Uh, we started the company together um, in '19. Okay. Um, it was just him and I for the longest time. Now, as the company's grown and we've gotten to almost 200 employees, Mark primarily handles service and warranty now. Uh, we have a, a service business that we've always had called Stellar Marine um, that kind of spun off of our boat dealership that we had together prior to that, and uh, that's what he does. But yeah, he was he was one of the founders with me originally, and uh, and he still is an owner of the company. Very cool, very cool. So you guys are now like you guys are best friends. You guys do this together and all that. Yeah, I mean we're best friends. Obviously, <laughs> like it's hard working with your best friend every day. And, yeah. And your family. I work with my sisters, my brother-in-laws. My kids work here during spring break and summertime. So um, it was actually. A, we needed help in service and warranty and mark took a took that role sure. and so that little bit of separation has actually been like it's made our friendship where we can actually be friends instead of just yeah throwing shit across the shop at each yeah. other <laughs> i love that i love that yeah. that's awesome so why center consoles though i mean <laughs> it's kind of funny um we we love it all um we we build sport fish custom sport fish boats too but the center console was what we had we were we had a few 39 cvs and a couple fountains and a few other uh, brands and our our theory was well if nobody liked it at least we would have a boat we liked and we could keep you know so right. it was all a bust at least it was something we liked sure sure know? that's awesome yeah so can you explain the process of developing a new model you know you guys went from one to now seven yeah right so how do you how does it start to finish you know i I'm, i assume it's a long process but you guys grew really fast yeah it is um we grew really fast of ig- ignorance you know what i mean like <laughs> it, it it started with the 39 because that's what we liked yeah. and then we had people that were like man i love your boat but it's too big 
So then it was like, well, fine, I'll just build you a 36. And, you know, it was one thing to sit there and say, I'll just build a 36. And we started with limited production tooling, which was, it, it built a good boat. It just made for a stru- you know, struggling business at first. So tooling right. is tooling is the backbone of the business. So um, if I could go back, I would have done things a lot slower. The 26 was a bet that I lost. It was supposed to be a boat that me and my son built on a jig. And then a bunch of people wanted one. And next thing you know, we're tooling it. And then after that, it was like, all right, well, we've got 26, 36, 39. We've kind of got this gap. So we did the 33. And then the 47 was always, we actually drew the 47 when we were drawing the 39. Because it was like one day, I want this. And that's where the 47 came from. Um, It was painful, you know. Now, the cat thing, I I primarily wasn't a cat guy at first. And then, you know, it seemed like every monohull manufacturer didn't like me. And then it seemed like some of the cat guys didn't like me either. So it was like, well, let's go ahead and make them all an enemy, I guess. But I, and I say that being funny. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, it, as the business progressed, right, it started off as like a hobby, really. Like, we're just going to build boats, you know? Right. We never thought we'd build, you know, all the, we never thought this was going to happen. And then yeah. as it turned into a business, it was kind of like, shit, we have to make this a business or we're not going to make it. Like, you can't, it's too expensive to be a hobby. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we built a team around us and, it was like this is how it's got to go, and uh, and and it was a good time to grow. Like the resin shortage kind of helped with. We were able to use uh, the filled resin system that was available to build molds. So like when we didn't have resin to build boats, but we had staff, we could build molds. It yeah. was very capital intense at first. Uh, it sure. still is. Um, but you know, we finally turned the corner. This year was a, uh, our first quarter was profitable, very profitable. And good. So now we're just kind of filling the hole back in. Yeah, that's <laughs> but awesome. But you know, that's that's kind of how that happened. It was going yeah. back. Uh, I probably wouldn't do it that fast again. It, yeah. was, it was painful. Do you think sure. the speed though got you like it pushed you, propelled you forward? I definitely where you think to be? that. Like I, you know, it was funny. Um, in this business, you constantly get approached by like money guys or, or yeah. private equity, and we were approached one time in January by a guy, and and you know, um, we're, we weren't for sale, but we just we wanted to learn, and the guy was trying to go over like the evaluations and how they do things, and I remember looking at him going. You'll never get this again. You'll never time, you know, financially the way where I was in my life. Um, you'll never time COVID and and the, yeah. and the buyers there for the demand. You know, you'll, and the and then tooling companies were coming out of the woodworks everywhere. It used to be like only a couple, and then all of a sudden everybody had CNC machines and they could tool. So it it was like this trifecta. And I always say it's like I never dreamt it this big. I always say it was kind of God's work, God's intervention. You know, like sure. no way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Everyone's like, What'd you do? And it's like, man, I just went to work every day. Really, honestly, God, he had, he had a, he definitely had his hand in it. But you yeah. could never duplicate the environment that allowed us. Now, granted, the environment was created by guys like Wiley Nadler and Billy Freeman and the guys that came before us that started this and, and laid the groundwork for essentially two ignorant rednecks to go, oh, we'll build boats, <laughs> you know? Well, hey, man, you guys now, you guys have done it. You guys are yeah. top con- cop contenders, not to be funny, but with yeah. all the other boat manufacturers, you know. Yeah. Front runner has its hat in the ring. We definitely do. It's it for me. It's nice to have a seat at the table, you yeah. know, and be consider consider that. And you know, as a, as I've grown as a businessman, as I've grown as a boat builder, you know, I've had to really get some thick skin because you know it's your baby. You've got yeah. millions of dollars of you know your kids' money, their their inheritance, and my money, and and my partner's money uh, invested in it, and 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 so like almost everything becomes personal for a while there. Yeah, you know what sure. Because I mean? like. Some people just sitting on the sidelines say one thing or another thing, and it's like you don't know. Like you're not. It's hard. Like this. Yeah. Then eventually, as you get older, 
and you, you get, you know, you deliver your hundredth bow and you still look at the, the backlog and you're like, shit, I'm still two years away from my last build. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, just shut up and go to work. Like just, yeah. you know, stop, you know, grow up a little bit. And I had to, right. you know what I mean? That was all part of, uh, you know, I tell my wife, like I've grown, this is the fastest, it's the most I've ever grown in a four year span. Really? As an individual. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's tough building boats. It's a lot of, a lot of hard work. parts and all that. I mean, dude, it's Saturday. It's 1051. I've been here since seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time I can work on my own stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. hey man, is this your boat over here this that you're building on? is mine. Me and my sons, we built the 26 together. A uh, little bit of help from the shop. The 47, we did all the lamination, me and the boys. We infused okay. it and everything. Um, and then the, the crew has definitely helped us because it's, it's just a monster. I'm sure, to, yeah. To, to build. There's so many systems in the boat. But, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, so that's that's my boat. I Where's she going to be out of? Uh, Jacksonville. Okay. You know, I've got a boat in Costa Rica um, with a, another friend. And then here, that's kind of where, where we do our thing. Nice. You know? Very cool. So – so you mentioned the hundredth boat that just happened, right? It, it, we delivered it, you know. Okay. I mean, we got yeah, it done yeah. last month, but the gentleman's from North Carolina. We delivered it to him. That was like snuck up on us, you know what I mean? Like we were having yeah. a conversation, and somebody's like, "You know, how many boats did you build?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't know if I'm adding." And I go through all the models and what we yeah. built, and um, we've actually built 102. Uh, just two of them are promo boats. Okay. And so uh, we didn't count them, um, and. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, and the guy that we built the boat, for, it's just like this big teddy bear, man. Like just the biggest sweetheart in the world. <laughs> and you're just like, man, that's the guy you want as your hundredth boat. Right. And, right. uh, and it was a big, you know, it was a big deal. Cause you think about, we moved, this is our third shop, third facility. Um, we've built another brand, you know, the front, you have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you just think about, I can haul one and two and four are close by. And I can look at those first few boats that I've built. And then look at what we push out the door now, and it's almost like holy cow, we've yeah. grown so. They don't even look the same except sure. for the shearline, and uh, and we've grown so much. And I'm proud of it. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, and I try to. The business is tough, right? You know, you're constantly balancing cash flow and you know production timelines and payroll and staffing and resin's not here. Then motors aren't here, and they never. The stars like. Like, dude, if the stars align, we're gonna get paid. And yeah. They never really seems to kind of align, you know. Yeah. And so I, I, I just try to remind myself and try to tell people, like, I don't want it to sound like I'm complaining because it's a tough business, but I, I fucking love coming to work. Good. Like, I love my job. Yeah. It's way better than planting trees and laying <laughs> So Well, that's awesome, though. But that got you here. So. Right. Yes, that was definitely Absolutely. financially the footprint. That, right. That I, I, I have a lot. My sister and uh, my office manager and another girl in our inventory office, all three came from my previous business, and they were there for the grind and the 2008 crisis and making yeah. it through all that and then watching us accumulate this wealth and they're very much part of the financials of this business and they watch me write these checks every every quarter every month and <laughs> at one time my secretary stephanie started crying and i said what are you crying for and she says i just know i know how hard we worked all of us to make you know to make this to generate this wealth for all of us and i yeah. said yeah but nobody put a gun in my head and said you got to go build boats this is right. my decision and and, and i still as I'm writing this check, I don't have any regrets. I, That's I love, awesome. It'll be there. It'll come. And it has finally. I see the fruition. I see the uh, the longevity of the brand. I, my children are part of it. So, like, I, I see a legacy getting built. Hopefully, it'll yeah, be yeah. a legacy one day. Um, my children are really hard workers. My, my sisters are, too. And so I, I, I'll write it again 100 times. Right. You know? Well, thank God that all happened, man. Yes. You know, it's yeah. awesome. You got, you got your blessings and that's yeah. sweet, man. Yeah. So transitioning a little bit. You know, Front Runner has really put its, like you said, put its hat in the ring, right? Mm -hmm. How do you guys 
put your hat in the ring with like Contender and Yellowfin and Invincible and all those boats. You guys now are competitors all together. And how do you guys? Com- how would you say you guys compare? And how are you superior to them? I, I mean, I I think the number one thing that makes me better than my competitors is me and Mark and our team as an individ- as a unit. You know, mm-hmm. um, my customers still call me. I still answer the phone. Um, and and our service is, I think, second to none in the industry. Yeah. Um, everyone's a priority. Um, when somebody buys a boat for me, I'm genuine about it. Like sure. they get a letter from my spouse that says, "Thank you for trusting my family to build your boat." Yeah. I hope it makes many memories. Um, so it's very personable, and we care. Like somebody that walks in that was maybe a previous Yellowfin guy or whatever he was, I. I, I let him know, I know you have a choice, and I know you yeah. could have picked anyone else, and I know you have a history with this builder, so I, it means a lot to me that you're giving us this trust, right. and we take it serious, and, and we take it to sure. heart, so I think that's the number one thing. I mean, the second thing is, we learn from all those guys. You know, I had CVs, and I've had Fountains, and I've had Invincibles, and I've had it all, yeah. so I knew, in my opinion, the shortcomings of the product. I learned a lot, like it was... You know, I used to look at the boats and go, why would anyone do that? That's so stupid. Then I built yeah. boats and it's like, oh, that's why you have to do it that way. Right. So, but like I was able to design the boat with Irwin sitting down saying, it's got to have a sea keeper. It's got to have this much fuel. It's got to have a yeah. small berth in it for east side trips or canyon runs of the northeast. So like when you get into a 39 front runner and you look at it to the comparing 39s. It blows it out of the water. It's longer, almost. it's wider, it's faster, <laughs> it's more fuel efficient. Now, it's not that they were just that much better. Yeah. Just the product's newer. You know what right. I mean? And it was like we were able to learn from they helped us be better so to speak does yeah. that make sense yeah 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 you innovated off of that right. pretty much uh, so yeah. I'm not, I, I would never sit here and beat my chest and go we're just better because we're better I mean we took a lot of their downfalls that they learned from too and just yeah. said alright let's not make that mistake um, sure customers are really good too like for me I used to always get this feedback where we would let the customers get involved we're, we're what we would call a semi we're never going to build 160 but it's just not going to happen you know what I mean two reasons one we like to protect resale value for the customers. I'd rather build 85 or 100 boats a year for the same 85 or 100 guys, and they can sell their boats, you know, be price protected, not get the crap right. kicked out of them, and, you know, maybe even have some equity, some of them, and roll it into a bigger boat. Sure. So that, that I try to protect them from that standpoint, and then us. Like, I feel like it seems like when my competitors get to that 120, 130, 140 number, yeah. the warranty logs just start. We're, we're less than 1% on warranty. Less than 1% wow. on warranty. Which. I don't know. I've been told by the gentlemen that work with us that have been in the industry that's really low for the industry standard. So yep. I look at it as like as we stay, we're going to do 76, 78 boats this year. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous growth from the 48 we did last year, 45 we did last year. But I still look at it as like we got our hand, like I'm here, Mark's here. Yeah. You know, everyone's, we got our hands wrapped around this. And, and when right. the boat leaves and it has a problem, we can get to it really quickly. So I I, I look at it from, from that standpoint as, as the customer, because we're so keen on protecting the customer from all aspects they kind of get involved and they laugh they get here and they're like hey i think we should do this and i'm like okay well this is what this is going to cost and and you're a guinea pig so if you're along for the ride i'm along to try it and if it works we'll tool it we'll start offering it and like the 39 that's today is like 20 percent philip innovation and 80 percent rob boucher and chris register and all these other guys that have been part of this brand for a long time innovation you know and so they say you would sell more if it does this. And it's like, all right, cool. If you want to try the first one, you just can't yell at me if it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and they've all, they've all, and, and that's happened for every model, 36s, 33s, 26s. Us being able to evolve and semi, be semi-custom, you know what I mean? Right. I tell you all the time, there's not one 39 alike, not one. Yeah. You know, and so it, 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 may, I think it makes us better than our competition too, because I've heard from the buyer, you know, the buyers and they come in and they're like, 
I've asked for this for the last seven boats I've had, and basically the builder just looked at me and told me to go pound sand. Or, this is what I build, and will you yeah. do it? And I'm like, yeah, it costs X. You know, okay, cool, I'll, I'll, that's worth it. All right, let's try it. And so, I think that's also. So a, you take a lot of customer feedback into. Have, dude, these guys have owned everything. Like, why wouldn't you know? Like, we yeah. we bring on guys like Nick Carullo and Rick Murphy, and they've owned everything. They run everything. Like, yeah. Nick was a huge part. Like, we never built a boat for the South Florida Sailfish Series, and right. When Nick brought me like the, this is what sucks about these boats. It's like, well, that's all easy. Yeah. I can build. I can build a Ryan Livewell. Uh, you know, I, that's that's rounds of shape. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can do that, and I can put check valves in the scuppers so that water doesn't pour on the deck when you're backing out on a fish. And I can right. do all these things. And I and it's like, we'll try it. We do it, and then I mean, dude, we see it. We see a spike in sales, and yeah, we see it run up on on people wanting the product because we sure. kind of cater to their to their thing. So yeah, it, it does make like throughput hard sometimes. You know, because there's always something on the line that's new, but it also makes it fun. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it is. Like Everything's it's changing all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So that kind of leads into my next thing. What's some of the craziest things you've seen get put in boats? Like, what is developed? What is What technology have you seen just I mean, I still evolve? say it. Like, a sea keeper to me is like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my wife didn't even know they existed. And my wife gets seasick in a bathtub. So everything we have <laughs> is a sea keeper. And she loves being on the boat. So, yeah. like. I don't know. I mean, like three 24-inch Garmin or Simrad screens on the dash is like going to the IMAX theater to me. It's like, oh, what the <laughs> hell? And I recently fished with the new Simrad radar on yeah. my 39. We were picking up birds at 18 miles. 18? 18 miles. And it wasn't like Holy the crap. old days where you had to like, is that them? And it was like the screen was black, and then it was like four blue dots, and it was like that's where they are. Right. And you ran to them, and they were there, and you crushed them. Wow. So, like, looking at that, looking at – um. The, the side scan and the down scan sonar where it's like that's a rock you yeah. know and then like the simrad guy was with me and he's like here and then he really gets he's like that's a lobster <laughs> like <laughs> man and then so like that the sea keeper um air conditioning systems i mean they've we've made the boats extremely comfortable in my opinion yeah what the engine manufacturers are doing like the 47 you could walk that boat a mile sideways and it will not when it talks to the bow thruster yeah and the, the 600s it will not it won't go an inch forward or back. It'll just walk. Really? You know what I mean? So it's like anybody can drive these things now. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the power is just, I mean, like, dude, there's a 1,400-pound outboard engine that's 12 cylinders but still somewhat economical. You'd be like, yeah, yeah right, okay. <laughs> so, like, all of it is crazy to me. I mean, yeah. it constantly innovates, constantly gets better, and it constantly makes the – like, we, we have a service business, right? So, like, right. we see the other – we were on a, an older – I would say a competing brand, but mind you, to be fair, it was a 20-year-old boat. Yeah. And I remember having one, and we had just repowered it for the guy. And Mark's like, hey, you know, you want to go remind ourselves what it used to be like? And I was like, yeah, let's go <laughs> down memory lane. And we're just driving this thing, and we're like, we used to think this was it. You yeah. know what I mean? This was the cat's meow. And now you get on a 36, and it's just like, it's not even, and it's not just us. I mean, like, everyone's boats have gotten better. So sure. the that's the, those are all crazy things. I've had someone ask me if I could figure out a way to put a, a small like golf cart on their hard top. A golf cart? Yeah. On the hard top of a center console. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. That's the one time I said no. I was like, you crazy. He's like, How would you do that? He's like, every time I go to the Bahamas, they rent them out. No, there's no way to do it. I'm like, I'm not. This is not. I, I thought he was joking at first. I really, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, and then he sent me an email and he's like, how can we do this? And I'm like, we, there is, we can't. Like, there's no way. They're not. How big Autobots. was his boat? It was a 36. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like it was a 47. Yeah. I mean, I and I told the guys like this isn't Transformers, dog. We can yeah. do a lot of cool stuff, but this that it's just not do. that. 
<laughs> like, can you imagine the boat going down? <laughs> Dude, across was, the Gulf Stream. Yeah. Goes, what is all that? No, it's a golf cart. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he's like, well, when I get to the Bahamas, they're always renting out. I'm like, well, you could just plan better. I think it'd be cheaper to rent yeah, them no than shit. to put one on there. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, man. I don't, uh, so that's probably the craziest thing I've been asked. Yeah. Uh, which was a hard pass. And then, like I said, the, the stuff that's in them now is pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy stuff. So you were talking about you fish a lot, right? I do. Uh, that's awesome. Around. So what's your favorite, you know, what do you like to go for? My favorite type of fishing is bill fishing. My okay. favorite place to bill fish is where we have a boat in Costa Rica. I mean, it's black tom most of the days. It's, yep. Um, they've got, you know, the fads out there that are fun to go fish on. Um, I was drugged there by a good friend of mine, Jeff Crabtree. <laughs> and I love him every day for it because it's just... Yeah. I mean, a bad day is. I never forget. I was, I was first day there. We had shipped. Uh, I had an old, old Omi Carolina boat that we had refit there, and it was in. The, Jeff had gotten into the marina. We were sharing the. It was my boat, but we were sharing the experience with the Getty family. So Jeff was their captain, and Clay was their mate. And I get down there, and there's a guy named Jeff Holiday who was from Jacksonville, who's now a captain down in Low Swing or um, sorry, Marina Pesvela. And he's walking down the dock, and he looks at me, and he sees me, and he goes. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, eight sails today. And I was like, eight? And he's like, it's terrible. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm from Northeast Florida. Eight's like, we're doing cartwheels down the dock. We're yeah. shooting fireworks. It's a great day. And he's like, yeah, it was terrible. And then we started having, like, I've had some 25 fish days with Jeff. And uh, and then I brought my front runner down there last year. And, I, I mean, like, my wife caught her first blue marlin on the boat with me oh, running wow. it. My son pitched his first blue and caught him. And. You know, we had days where we were getting six, seven blues in a day and a pile of sailfish, and it's just like, damn, this is this is life. Yeah, this is awesome. You know? That's crazy. And I never, I've never experienced the. I've always been self-employed since like I graduated high school, so I've always worked a lot, and I've never had what I would consider a true vacation. And two years ago, I sold my landscape company. We were here full time, really good staff, and I left in December for three weeks, longest vacation I've ever taken in my life. And I left December seventeenth, and I didn't come back till like January fifth or sixth. And the first week I was there with the, my friends, Dave Howard, Mark, and some other friends. The second week, a man and the kids came, Mark's family came, and it was Christmas, so we spent Christmas there. Nice. And the third week, I flew my whole family, my best friends, their family, their kids. There was 50 of us in Los Sueños burning wow. that place down. <laughs> it was the most money I've ever spent in a seven-day period, but it was the best experience of my life. Yeah. And I, I took a group you know, of my family and friends fishing every day. Fished 11 days straight when oh, they damn. got there. And it was probably I, on fire, though. It was awesome. It was incredible. Like, it was just watching my godson catch a sailfish and watching my son catch a blue marlin and watching my best friend. I mean, my best friend caught all of, you know, 400-pound blue marlin wow. on a Talica 16. We fought that fish for three hours. Jeez. And uh, it was just... Got the and we got it all on, on video, it? too. Like, oh, it was, wow. Got the release, got pictures. It was like... I'm a, like that was just like dude I never dreamt this this is yeah. it was amazing every you day say, you would drive home and it was just like how, <laughs> how did it get better <laughs> what the heck just happened you would know? you say that's your favorite place to fish without a doubt yeah I mean the Bahamas is great too don't get me wrong yeah. the keys are fun I love it all but like if there was a gun in my hand it's like one place and you gotta go now it's like yeah. no problem Costa Rica that's right that's <laughs> awesome yeah so what's one of your most memorable days down there probably the day my wife caught her first billfish okay my wife um, is my best friend We've been together since we were 16 years old. She's wow. been through everything. She's been with me when I was broke. She's been with me when I was rich. And she's been with me when I was crazy. And she's, you know, she supports me fully. I mean, I, when I started my landscape company, she loaned me the money to buy my equipment to start my landscape really? company. So if, if, you, if you ever wonder if there was a good That's investment a woman that for paid you. off, that was a good one. I remember her being pregnant with our first child. 
she was six months pregnant and I was working weekdays at a dealership where I met Mark and I was yep. working weekends in the lawn, lawn business when I had started it. And she just wanted to spend one day with me. So she actually went and mowed grass with me pregnant. So she rode the lawnmower. Oh, I did goodness. everything else. And the last house we mowed was my grandmother's house. My grandmother, my mom is from Sicily and my grandmother didn't speak any English. So when Italian women talk, it always sounds like they're mad at something. And my <laughs> grandmother points at my, my wife and says something in Italian. And I said, mom, what's she saying? She says, out of all of them, she's the only one worth the shit. <laughs> And she met like all the, there's 40, I have 40 cousins. So she met like wow. all the cousins, all the wives. She's like, that's the one that's worth it, you know? And so I, 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 my, my favorite person is her. My favorite thing to do is fishing. Yeah. She always gets seasick. The whole reason we went to Costa Rica was like, it's going to be calm. You can go and not get sick. Right. And our first trip, Jeff was running the boat and we caught her first sailfish. And that was just like, man, I've done it. Yeah. I've got my favorite person and my favorite thing to do right here. All together. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So. That, that's incredible. So you're going to bring down, you're, this boat's staying here, right? Yes. What's going to be down there now? In Costa Rica? Yeah. Next year, it'll be a 36 front one. We have a, okay. I bought a little 41 Michael Fitz walk around, yeah. cool boat that we kind of, it was already refit when I bought it. And we did a little bit more to it and we, we tried the diesel thing. That, so I did the Carolina boat the first year and then I sold it. I brought my front runner because I wanted to go to the fads and I can't go there in the summer, which is when the fad season's good. Right. So I wanted something fast. I had my 39 there last year. That was fun. And then this year it was like, I'm just going to put a cheap diesel boat down there so that everyone could be in AC. It didn't matter. Everybody was still in the cockpit fishing. <laughs> I was like, if we're going to do this, I'd rather have the speed again. Right. So we put the fits up for sale and um, we're going to build a 36 and set it there next year. Nice. Being there, you know, watching my family catch their first billfish or, you know, some of them their first offshore fish. Right. And on a boat that, you know, I built with my, with my guys. Um, Hand built, know, man. Like that's life is awesome. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So you think you're going to get bigger with front runners? Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. Like, like, so, uh, like people, the HCBs, like you can get 65. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, it's, for me, the scary thing about dealing with the big boats is the logistics behind it, right? Like, What do you mean? Moving a 47-foot boat from the factory to the water across the street is like a day. It's a feat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Moving the Volano across the street is like taking power lines down and shutting traffic down. <laughs> So I look at like what those guys build the 53 and the 65 and I'm like, dude, could you imagine once a month, twice a month having to take those bitches? And then like when they don't, when it doesn't go, I, the 33s and the 26s, I like, they go to the water two or three items on the punch out list. They go to the customer. I mean, it's right. quick, but like the, the bigger the boat, the, the longer, like the two or three runs, Yeah. you know, um, cause there's so many systems on it. So like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little, I'm not scared that we can't build a bigger boat. Yeah. I just, the, the logistic nightmare of back it's and forth to the water. A lot. And so, so I don't. Never say never, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But 47 is where I'm comfortable right That's now. That's where you want to be at right, right now. now. Yeah. I, I haven't it. had anybody walk in yet and say if it was fit. I've had some 53 Sueños customers and some yeah. of the, the bigger, the, the elephant guys buy the 47. So right. Like, I think that And they're happy. They seem happy. Like yeah. For like one guy said, dude, 47, 53, if it's that shitty, I'm not going. You know, right. They're both, you know, they're both big boats, you know? Right. And so I haven't had anyone say I got to have the, the 50 five or whatever it is right and the right. price point gets to like we're starting to get we're flirt, we're flirting very close to sport fish money you know yeah what I mean? yeah and other than the maintenance the sport fish makes more sense i mean the right. maintenance is a nightmare on them as far as cost but they're comfortable sure you know so no, absolutely I, never say never but right now i'm comfortable where we're at. that's good that's good so you alluded a little bit though to volano what can you tell people that don't know what is volano it's a custom sport fish line you know yeah. i mean we use the same naval architect irwin that was kind of where his pedigree was from with the larger boats um the customer on 01 is a 
front runner customer was a, a minority shareholder at one time in the company. Okay. Um, they're good people, good family, love them to death. They were trying to build a custom boat, and it, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, there was like conversation about they were gonna go to a couple of the Carolina builders, but they didn't want to wait. And then it was like, well, let's just build them ourselves. And T- Tim was really a big force in that, and they're a big part of Tim bought the first front runner, and then and then Tim bought the first Volano. So like. Wow. I say all the time, like they they would they're a big part of the name and the brand and how it yeah. their trust and and Tim was like, I think Tim knew me for about eight minutes when he wrote me the first check. Really, I swear to God, I mean, um, so Tim had a lot of trust too. Yeah. They're good people. We wouldn't be anywhere near where we're at without their trust, sure, their friendship, and um, I, I'm looking forward to getting that boat done for them. Yeah, and and hopefully getting fishing tournaments with them. Good, I mean, just good family and they're right. they're local and they're young. Hunter's young, sisters are young. Hunter's about to have a baby, so like. You see the lineage in the family coming up. It's like, man, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be part of this family forever. You guys have that bond. It's it's a pretty good one. That's their, awesome. Uh, their first captain, Jeff Crabtree, he's not their captain anymore, but he was a dear friend of mine and he was my captain at one time. So the synergy between the group was always good. You right. Know what I mean, always, always good. Still is. That's Still awesome. Great. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. I got to get down to Costa Rica with you at some point. One day. Hopefully, we can get on one of these front runners eventually. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to have you guys. Absolutely. So, thanks, thanks for, for everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Science of Fishing. We hope that this was helpful and you learned something for the next time you're wetting a line. Follow us on Instagram at Science of Fishing. And make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on future episodes and share this with someone you know. Until next time.